certain songs when I hear them I just think back to what I imagined college would be like and this is one of those shows you know um, a different world that was one of those shows that kind of introduced what the college world I thought was gonna look like I know and they were all so cool they were cool I loved a different world I know just so on this edition of bringing it home with Sarah and Tennille we're talking about the different world that our kids are gonna face when it's time to go off to college Right, because it's not the same as it was when we went, is it? No, it truly is a different world. <laughs> and it's not the it's not what they're used to in high school. No, so. it's not. It's going to be a big change, but we've got a lot of things to kind of talk about on this subject. So we brought in someone that I've known for a very long time. You just met. Yeah. But Kara Reeves. Hi, Kara. Hi. Kara is my classmate from JCM. I won't say what class we're in, but Cougars, yes. Well, Jackson Central I just Mary. kind of thought I want to go, go into is north south oh my <laughs> just ruined the whole mood of the room so we'll move on Kara is with us today um she works at jackson state community college in jackson tennessee and what is your role and um, so i'm a completion coach at jackson state completion coach yeah do you remember having one of those no, no. i had an advisor but yeah we had an advisor is that the same thing right so um at jackson state uh, each student is assigned an academic advisor and that's probably okay. what you're thinking of now and that's mm-hmm. the person you sit down with each semester figure out what classes yes. you're going to take yeah. all of that um and make sure you're on the right path to earn your degree you're not taking you know some class you don't need to earn your degree and wasting some time a completion coach is the person that kind of helps with everything else because oftentimes life gets in the way, right? And yes. so so when you have a question about, you know, what does prerequisite mean? Or, you know, we have students who are experiencing homelessness or food insecurity. So mm-hmm. we are the point of contact for that for all of our students. So. That's awesome. Oh, wow. We need like a life completion coach. Yeah. <laughs> that would be helpful to just go to with issues. Right. Yeah. We yeah. need that. We need wow, that. that's a great resource, though, for your the yeah. students there. So, some, you know, like some of the things that we do, like specifically every week, um, we check attendance. So it's not like it is in high school, like you get in trouble, you're not in class or whatever. It's, it's um, a lot of times it's for financial aid, right? So a lot of our students are um, getting some sort of aid and to meet that aid, they have to, or keep that aid, they have to attend classes. Kind of mm-hmm. just makes sense, right? <laughs> we don't want to pay for you if you're not going to actually go imagine to class. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, a college student not attending class? Imagine that. Uh, I can't imagine that. <laughs> and so um, instructors are required to submit attendance every week. And so then completion coaches get um, that report on Monday. And then we just start reaching out like, hey, just making every sure everything's okay. Is there anything you need? Notice you weren't in class last week. Um, and a lot of times we find that, you know, there's a car issue or they don't have money for gas or, you know, they've got the flu. So, yeah, please don't come. Yes. We want yeah. you to stay home. Right. But it's usually something like that where it's, something's wrong, right? And right. life gets in the way. And sometimes they just don't know that they should communicate that and let their instructors know um, so they right. can work with them because, you know, within reason, our instructors will work with them and sure. let them, you know, help them catch up and all of that. But they, they can't do that if they don't know. So I don't want to call you a second mom because you're cooler than that. So you're like a, a big sis. 
Y'all are like yeah. big sisters and big brothers, yeah. the and completion I, coaches. And, and I, yeah, and I would not say that, you know, I think there's this, you know, feeling out there that, you know, kids aren't just, they're just not going to class. Students aren't going to class. And that's not really what we found. Like, it's usually something's going on. They can't, you can't do can't it. And so there. if we can help, we like to be able to do that. Um, you know, we connect them with other resources as well on campus and off. Like, if, if they are experiencing something, we, um, you know, if there's homelessness that, that they are struggling with, and we try to reach out to the community and see if there's somebody that can help. But we um, also have a food pantry on campus and help with that. You know, I think there's also, you know, there's this feeling in K-12 where, you know, we, this movement where we, about this time every year, you know, do these school surprise supply drives, but mm -hmm. then that need does not stop with college sure. students, right? So, right. you know, we have a, a, a closet for that. If they need school supplies, they can come get those. Um, oh, so lots of cool. resources. Yeah. Now, you mentioned financial aid, and okay. as a yeah. as a mom of a senior, that's something that's at the forefront of my mind right now. So, what's out there? I I know the Hope Scholarship. Um, that's the lottery money, right? Is that what we call the lottery money? Yeah. And then there's also the Tennessee Promise. So kind of tell me the difference between those two things. Okay, well, so, you know, when you fill out the FAFSA every year, mm -hmm. so that's that's how you have to start to earn any of, of these scholarships that are out there. Um, but what they what they do first is see if there is is um, need, and so you can get a Pell Grant, which is money from the federal government um, based on need. That you do not have to pay back. Right. Okay. That's and the so, kind of money we like. <laughs> so there's a lot of students um, at Jackson State who um, have some sort of Pell Grant monies. It may pay for their entire tuition. It may pay for a part of it, um, and they can use that for tuition and books, um, depending on how much they have. Um, with lottery, lottery um, includes hope and there's also like Aspire and several other things and I, I really, you know, I'm very limited in what I know about those specifics, but that's based on like ACT or GPA requirements to get um, anything that falls underneath the lottery scholarship. Mm -hmm. And then Tennessee Promise is um, the last dollar scholarship. So anything that Pell, if you ha were um, eligible, or anything that you know lottery didn't cover, um, then that's when Tennessee Promise would come in and pick up the rest of it. Um, Tennessee Promise is, of course, for um, graduating s seniors. Um, you have to complete the FAFSA for that. Um, and um, it, it does not cover textbooks, and so I think when we hear Tennessee Promise or even Tennessee Reconnect for um, older students, then we think, okay, yeah, we don't have to worry about anything, but you actually do. Um, it covers tuition. It does not cover books. So um, that's the kind of difference with that. Okay, and Tennessee Promise is for your community colleges, right? It can, yes. So, or TCATs, um, mm -hmm. and it is also, there are a couple of um, schools, I think TSU has one degree and maybe I don't know. I can't even remember. But anyway, um, so there are a couple of schools that will ha they have some kind of two-year program, but it's for the two-year programs, basically. Um, and then, you know, there are some transfer opportunities. As yeah, well. and the good thing is there's the Tennessee Transfer Pathway um, that I've learned about recently that basically if you start out with a two-year program, there's actually somebody that helps you to make sure that you're able to move into a four-year program if that's what you want to do without losing credits. Right. Um, so I think what they found in, in, you know, historically was that when students were transferring from a community college like Jackson State to a four-year institution, that some of those classes were not transferring and they were like mm -hmm. just having to take those over again and that didn't make much sense. Um, and so 
Um, they, there are Tennessee transfer pathways um, at uh, community colleges. And so what that basically means is you are able to um, transfer to a four-year institution in the state of Tennessee, and there are some private institutions that are part of it as well, um, and you keep all your credit. So it's basically that when I'm describing it to students, I'm like, they're just picking up everything you did at Jackson State and they're carrying it over to whatever four-year right. institution you're going to in the state of Tennessee and all of those credits count um, and so then when you go in you're ready to go in as a junior um, and so and it and it also get pretty much guarantees that you get into that institution doesn't guarantee a special program if there's requirements for that but you you're getting in that's great because I know so many people when I went to school that lost credits when they mm -hmm. transferred yeah. so that is really Definitely. great that was one of the fears was mm -hmm. your all of your credits aren't going to transfer yes. so it's good that that's there so wow. lots of resources at Jackson State Community mm -hmm. College I'm sure there are resources at many of the colleges across the state and across the nation let's talk about some basics here no matter where you're looking to go to school because there are some checklist items, Sarah. Oh, yeah. She's already, <laughs> Kara's already mentioned the FAFSA. That yeah. sounds like yeah. one of the first things that you need to be Absolutely. doing. And just keep in mind that, too, the earlier you do it, um, uh, and I don't, I'm not going to be able to remember the date. Um, it, it is in the spring semester, but the earlier you do it, the more opportunity you have to, to get ex the extra funds that are out there. Okay. Um, there's, like, some SEOG funds and, and stuff like that. If you do it by that deadline, then you could earn that. And sometimes that that helps students with textbooks and such. Okay. Oh, sometimes so, you get money you didn't even know about. So do, so it, do it, it on time. As soon as it goes, it's posted. Do, do it. it early. And so, then, like, there's deadlines to apply for Tennessee Promise and other mm -hmm. stuff. People just, these parents and students really need to pay attention to deadlines, don't they? Right, yeah. And, and some students get in trouble with the community service hours that they have to do with Tennessee Promise because um, there are deadlines for that and if they don't meet those deadlines then they lose it. Oh, um, yeah. So just keeping those in mind. Um, the one It's usually for fall is July 1st. Um, okay. So that one has passed but just you know keeping that in mind as well. Okay so, so we got to keep up with a lot and so we're going to be depending on our kids to keep up with a lot. So let's back it up before we ever get to Jackson State or whatever institution that we're going to some things we need to be checking off the list for senior year, maturity checklist items to determine whether the child is actually ready like to go off ready. to school or yeah. if a community college or some setting that may allow them to live at home yeah. may be the best choice. And I really think that's going to be up to each family because the parents know their children better mm -hmm. than, than the admissions at the place they're trying to get into right and so some of the things we got to think about for that mm -hmm. um your child's self-control you know yeah. how good are they at knowing how much sleep they need and right. going to bed or coming home on time if you've got an assigned curfew responsibility or, yeah be yes. responsible that's huge it is because you're is. not going to have mom and dad or whoever they're telling you it's time to go to class no you know, so. so that self-control is really gonna to come into play right and then when you it's time to go meet with your advisors and do things like that on campus like you just go do it I'm going to send a text and say, don't forget you've got the meeting today. <laughs> well, that kind of goes along with Tennessee Promise. You know, they are they are assigned a mentor, and that's what the mentors do is kind of send them reminders about that because, you know, and, and it is sometimes maturity, but it's also just not knowing. You've never been to college before. A lot of our students are our first-generation college right. students, so they don't have yeah. parents in the house to send them a text right. and say, you need to be doing this. Because they just don't they know. They just don't know. I mean, my parents didn't know. No, things are more complicated now, it seems. Yeah. You know, there's so much more to keep up with yeah. than we had when we were going You're to college. Exactly right. it, it really does seem and that way. And then when you add on just the 
learning the whole call, like, you know, getting mm-hmm. to class. Your schedule's different than when you were in high school. New people, new location. Having to you, work. Right. You know, being employed. I worked through college. And right. so that's yeah. another level of responsibility. I've had students before. You know, I've seen them in the hallway at Jackson State, first day of classes. We, we stand out there just pointing them in the right directions, all of that. And, and simple things like, they will come up to me and say, hey, can I have my phone out? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, you're walking in the hallway. It's fine. Or or what time do I have lunch? And I'm like, oh, you just, you know, you just grab it when you can. <laughs> you have to figure out when you have lunch. You're right. on your own here. And yeah. then another one was like, just did not knowing that if a room number starts with one, it's on the first floor. If it starts with two, on the second floor. Oh, so it's yeah. things that we take advantage of, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, take for granted because we just, always you know known or we don't I don't remember learning that but it's these things that I don't know we suddenly think they're 18 and they know what to do right they don't yeah they're (laughs) still figuring it out even meeting their own basic needs you know that's a concern um you know do they know how to eat nutritious meals you know are they going to (laughs) do they know when to seek medical attention right you know or do they know if it needs a band-aid or if it won't stop bleeding do I need to see about getting somewhere to get it looked at right because I got hurt in college my freshman year Mm. I was playing softball and I had to go to the ER and do you think I had my insurance card or anything with me or knew how to fill out the paperwork I had to call my mom I remember the first thing I said was mom I'm okay (laughs) you know my head's bleeding I had to get stitches and all that but it yeah. it was a learning experience for me because then I made sure yeah. that I had my insurance card and all that kind of stuff you know you so senior, know. Ne- senior year <laughs> we need to start the process of yeah. letting them advocate for themselves some yeah. I and I mean I'm guilty it's quicker and easier for me to just fill out a form than it is for me to coach him through right. filling out the form and he doesn't want to fool with it he's like mm-hmm. here I have to bring this back tomorrow yeah and now I need to say, well, let's look at it. Right. Let's. Well, let's I think that kind of ties into the next point of like letting your kid have some control over the experience itself. Mm-hmm. You know, let them, if they can, choose where they want to go, or at least get them there and help them. Let them pick some classes that interest them. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to just write down every little thing you think they need to do because that's what you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're interested in. Do they get to pick out their own dorm stuff, or can I do that? No, it's their room. <laughs> oh, it's their room. Okay, but it does need to be on sale. Yeah, whatever they pick needs to be. You on know, sale. and like I'm still gonna be here. I'm just not. You know, I can help you, but let's launch. Begin that launch. <laughs> She's doing a motion, I'm y'all can't see. That. She's <laughs> motioning uh, for a launch uh, that she wants them to take. Yeah, because if you're excited for them. And letting them do this, they're going to be even more excited. And some of those nerves may ease up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think back to when I started school and I should not have been taking 8 o'clock classes because I made very few of those 8 o'clock classes because I didn't have my mother waking me up. And and you're the completion coach. Right. I know. And so, so, you know, that is a question I ask them when they're, you know, scheduling their classes. I'm like, are you going to be able to get here and find a parking place and get to class by 8 o'clock every day? Uh, So I was thinking about that too. But something else I do, you know, sometimes encounter with parents is because they are used to filling out forms and doing stuff for their students but but on our side we can't let them do that right like you as a parent can't come in and do like because that's a it's it's called FERPA and it's like you know it's a legal thing and so but there is a just so parents know you if you can get your students permission and they sign a form for it (laughs) they can release that you know does that that include grades (laughs) if you sign the form oh I don't know just checking okay yeah but like a lot of times I if I'm talking to somebody I'm talking to a parent 
and they're asking me stuff, I have to say, you know what, I, you got to put him on the phone because I, I can't talk to you. I've got to sure. say that to him. Um, and he has to ask me that. So, you know, just keeping that in mind as you've been a parent and you're used to doing that when they go to college, that's very likely going to change unless they say, sure, mom, you can do that. Let's sign this form. And that can like be startling if you don't prepare yourself for that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since yeah. they were born, you've been yeah. taking care of it. Yeah. I've seen those startled parent faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. And so we kind of talked about, you know, making sure the freshmen know where to go when they first come to campus for support, you know, academic advice, where to go for tutoring if they need physical or mental health intervention. Mm-hmm. That's all stuff that completion coaches are can help with, right? Right. So they can just ask you and you can yeah. point them in the right direction. Well, and we will send out, we send out um, communication. We call it nudging, right? Mm-hmm. And just reminding them, hey, this is what's going on right now. This is what you should be doing. Keep this in mind. If you need help with, you know, if you need help with your writing, we have a writing center, right? Or if you're struggling in a class, we have an academic assistance center where you can go and request tutoring. Um, and so just keeping them aware of some of the resources that are on campus. So, um, you know, if they are struggling and having trouble, um, that they don't let it get too far along That's before right. they get some help. Some preventative. Yeah. So as a parent, Sarah, do you think it's good for parents and the new student to set communication expectations? I think so, because um, it comes along with that launch. You okay. Know? Okay. You know, when they've been in your that still may be in the house. I mm-hmm. you know, depending on where they go to school. Right. But, they are becoming young, they are becoming adults. Right. And at some point, we've got to trust them, I think, you know, unless their actions have proven otherwise. Right. But, you know, like we talk, I know so many people have those tracker apps on their kids' phones. Like, <laughs> are you going to be doing that when they're 21? I mean, like, do you really, I don't know. I just know I wouldn't be sleeping well if I, I you know, what, ah, you know. It can turn ah, into an obsession. Yes. You know, the tracker apps can be a good thing, you know, especially when your child first starts separating from you to do things and driving and things like sure. that. But it can also be an obsession because you can find yourself every 30 minutes, where is he now? Where is he now? Wait, I don't recognize that street. Right. Wait a minute. And then the next thing you know, you're widening the map trying to figure out, okay, what all's in that area? You it know. sounds like you've been here before. Oh, I- a friend told me about it. A friend told me about it. I don't drive yet, so I'm not there yet. No. But, but I agree that like 16 versus 21, 22 is so different. It's a big difference. You know, and yeah. you want them to know that you re- you respect them. And if they're paying for that phone, too, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a, you know, a different world. But I, um, my mom and I, before I went to school, decided every Wednesday and every Sunday night, I would call home and talk to her. Um, and so that's how, kind of how we did it. Where now, were you limited to Wednesdays? I'm no, like, I don't want to hear from you like, until don't talk to until me Wednesday. <laughs> no, it was mom, it was more yeah. not Wednesday. <laughs> Let me just hear from. I think it was her way of saying, "Look, I, you know, mm-hmm. here you go." But I also want to hear from you. So let's set this yeah, Wednesday like and Sunday. In. So. Let me hear from you on Wednesdays and Sundays. If you need me between then, that's fine. But, you know. Yeah. So. Like almost an appointment. And I did that till I was, you know, pretty pretty old. Probably into my 30s, actually. Mm. Yeah. So. So what if things are not going well? Your student has gotten away to school. Um, things are not going well. What are some things that parents can do? Well, we're going to have to sit down and talk. Okay. Um. I like the thought of asking those open-ended questions, not, well, I know what, you know, like finger pointing you did this, you're not doing that. Like, what? So don't be a know-it-all? Right. 
Because you are not living the same life. I mean, it's there. The world is not the same. No, and they're their own individual person. They are not you, you know, so they've got their own views. So we just need to talk. We just need to sit down and start some discussion. And if it's appropriate, talk to them about some of the things that you went through when you went. If it's appropriate, talk to them about some of the things that you went through, you know, as a college student. You know, they see you now and you're perfect and that's how they're supposed to see you. (laughs) But in college, you probably had a few struggles and a few hiccups and issues. And and sharing that with them to the extent that you're comfortable. Exactly. Um, might make a difference. Mm-hmm. We all had that one semester, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or two or three. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. financial aid almost sent me home one one yeah. semester because I it was so daunting and I did not understand it and I was like, I'm just I'm done, I'm done and and so yeah, it was my mom who was like, no, we'll figure this out. We you know got the and she didn't know she hadn't been to college, so she right. didn't know, but we figured it out together. So right. I think thankfully there are more folks in place in at colleges and universities to help with that but um you know if parents have some some tools in their backpack too that helps sure and like sarah said you know you're still there you know you you may not be physically there in all cases but you're 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 quote there you know so um that's important and then I think you need to really encourage them as much as you can you know remind them of another time that they went through something challenging and how they overcame that. Right. And some kids think, well, I'm just going to go to work. Well, you're going to have challenges there, too. Oh, yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. there's not a perfect, uh, I don't know, ending to this. You just need yeah. to do what is best for you in that moment, you know, in that time frame of life. Yeah. What is what is the best route for us to take? But you can't just make that decision without con- consultation. When you're in a crisis, you don't yes, want to make no. a rush decision. Right. No, and I love, like, with Kara's position, like, there's so many resources available to students that we didn't have that may be in some of these type yeah. situations, you know. Yeah. Like, I know I came crying to my advisor my senior year and wanted to change my major. So I did. I mean, you know, my parents... They weren't really happy, but they supported it, you know, <laughs> and it ended up being great because it's led me to the job that I have now, yeah. Yeah. you know, so there are times that you do have to cry, and you, but you need to be able to communicate with the people that can help you. Right. And one thing about the uh, completion coaches, you know, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, success is not just about the grades and getting the degree. It's about kind of the whole person. Right. So you're dealing with more than just your uh, attendance and your grades. Right. So I, um, you know, I work with a lot of the athletes. So, you know, kind of encouraging folks to come out and support our um, our um, games and getting mm-hmm. involved with that. We have lots of on-campus activities. Um, you know, we take students on transfer trips. So when, you know, they're looking to figure out what those, um, what where they want to go to um, next, what's the next step. Um, so we've taken students to MTSU and Austin P and UT Martin and cool. uh, TSU and University of Memphis and lots of different places where, hey, you know, this is what's out there for the next step. So just keeping that in mind. But yeah, getting them involved on campus. We have lots of different clubs and, you know, students have the uh, a right to start their own club if they want a Disney movie club. If they are super interested in that, then, you know, go for is it. Is there a form for that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a form. Okay. There's a form. You got to get a couple of friends with you and some faculty or staff member to help you with the process. And then you got a Disney movie club if you want. How fun. Well, and we just want to encourage the parents out there that are kind of mourning the loss of their child who's going away to college this fall. Yeah. This is the time for you. New hobbies, 
you know, yeah. what are those things you haven't really had time to do? Stuff you've been putting off. Stuff you've been putting off. Um, because you're still a mom and a dad, you just that's it's right. gonna look different. But and there are other kids in the community that need you, yeah. not just yours. And if you're thinking about your own um, education, this might be a great time to do it. If you've never earned your degree, there's Tennessee Reconnect, which is that's so you true. know that's up for you know an independent student, which is we have a lot of you know parent aged people coming back and getting their degree and it's free you know right. so. and I'm sure many of the other states you know they have some opportunities as well so yeah. this yeah. is your this is your time this is your moment <laughs> yeah, to do something great yeah. Carol we do appreciate you joining us today and in the words of Mr. Bob Marley <laughs> live the life you love and thank love you the life you live. have a great day thank you